what is what up got cut podcast episode anyway um shit dude i'm it's so hot outside bro. <laughs> do, do i get in from from outside i just want to fucking like i want to i want to perspire i want to turn into perspiration i want to become water just to escape from this mortal shell that's meant to combust apparently like a dog's you know a dog opens his mouth because he's hot it's like his way of basically perspirating aerating his fucking I don't know how dogs work man but the, the reason a dog pants is because he's hot he needs to air himself out that's how the that's like their inclination to lower their body temperature the way I lower my body temperature is by fucking being punished by the damn solar system and that's just my opening rant. Um, so we're going to get to the podcast topic, which is Aubrey Graham of Degrassi and Pusha T fame is releasing a new project. Now, I'm going to get hyped up by new Drake projects anymore. I can tell you that shit right now. I've heard Certified Lover Boy twice, and that has killed any hype I will ever have for another Drake album. I don't give a shit that his surprise mixtapes and all those gimmicks are usually pretty fucking decent. That motherfucker's albums are fucking pain. They're torturous. I listened to views. That shit took half of my fucking day. I was getting out of school when that shit happened. I was like, let me listen to new Drake. God damn it. A fucking shitty ass $10 fucking iron just decided to leak out like a fucking woman on her damn... You can guess where I was going with that. Anyway, I just, I just wonder. Can you? Can you this isn't the topic. But can, you just, can you have a good Drake album? Like, is it possible at this point? I'm not gonna mention Scorpion. If you think Scorpion is a good album, you are legitimately like, you know how like they used to do like the bonds, like basically your bare hands, like a fucking knife. That's basically like the level of intelligence you have to have to enjoy Scorpion as an album front to back. I fuck with Nice For What. I like, um, I don't know what else I like. Don't matter to me. I, I enjoy Michael Jackson in any given context possible. I don't enjoy Michael Jackson as fun and sound like The Weeknd, when you could just get The Weeknd who's still living. Uh, instead, if you could put your pride aside and just say, hey, I'm going to go ask Weekend for a feature. Um, you know, I, I'm just thinking out loud there, you know, but. Gosh darn, if that wasn't a fucking terrible-ass project, that felt like fucking ants climbing up your goddamn gooch. I just have to ask myself, like, what, what's the end goal in all this for Drake? At what point in the process do we say, okay, I sold a billion fucking records. Or at least I've had a billion streams. I've had a billion streams. I make the best first-week projects in hip-hop. And then I have some of the worst drop-offs in the second weeks because usually my music doesn't have much substance past the lead singles. I do all this amazing shit with numbers. When do I say, fuck it? I'm going to give these dudes another good album. Fuck all the other shit. I'm going to give these dudes a quality front-to-back project they can listen to and not say, hey, I'm going to take the four good album, uh, songs off of this 20 billion song album. I'm just going to put in a fucking playlist and never listen to the rest of that bullshit again. At what point in the Drake ecosystem, in the OBO universe, do we say, fuck it? This project by Aubrey Graham is going to be an album and is going to be comparable in quality to the fucking mixtapes that are not meant to be trite industry sucking whores. Whore fest. 
host for whores that they are. I just, I don't know. I, you know, I really don't know. I, I, re- I just wonder, you know, idly biding my time and just seeking an answer for when we get another Drake album. 2011. I believe it's when Take Care came out. Remember in 2012. I always get that one messed up. But 2011. Fantastic project. Maybe it's a close thing to a classic that will ever get out of Drake. A classic album, that is, at the very least. 2013. I'm up at fucking midnight on a damn... I think it's like, what, uh... 7th grade? 8th grade? 7th grade? 7th grade? 8th grade? One of the two. I'm up there at late night... In a room that's not in my room, so nobody comes in to know that I'm up at late night on a school day. Because I believe that's when they came out. I think that might have been around the time they, they went from Thursday nights to... Well, they went from Friday Friday nights to Thursday nights. Cause I think they used to come out Friday nights, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, and then industry managers like Thursday nights. I, I'm 99% sure that arrest around that time. Um, but anyway, the point being, I was sitting here waking. I think I was waiting for the leak more than anything, honestly. But either way, I was sitting there waiting. And everybody wanted to hear that new fucking Drake. Everybody. Tusk and Leather. First track. I'm like, this nigga is snapping. This nigga's got... And then Paris Cake... A Pound Cake Paris Morton Jr. I think it's... Pound Cake Paris Morton... Anyway... I'm like... Fuck... This shit is legendary ass shit... And then this nigga... Says... Fuck it... I'm just gonna drop... Singles... Days in the East... Draft Day... We made it... This nigga was killing it in the fucking singles too... And this nigga said... Fuck it... I'm gonna give these niggas tapes... 2015, the year of Aubrey Graham, Somerset Seed, what time to be alive? Uh, if you're doing some, something fucking cryptic ass message, it's too late. I played damn, uh, what the fuck was the joint? Um, uh, Know Yourself? I played that shit a thousand times that year, dude. This nigga was killing it, bro. This abuse was like, Views might be the most anticipated project to fucking suck of the last, like, 15 years. I'm not even bullshitting you, bro. It might be that damn bad. Because this shit was... This nigga goes on a press tour in the NBA playoffs, which at that point in time is pretty much not really heard of. He's done, like, eight times since then. But this nigga is basically treating... Like, basically, Toronto playoff games are devolved to, like, Views promotion fest. Which, again, at that point, not very heard of. And this is when Toronto really started starting to come up in 2014-2015, you know, like, as a one-seed routinely, or at least in the top three seeds routinely in the East. And he was the ambassador of them. And he was, like, on the fucking court side. This is, like, before the game started even played out. He's, like, on the court side, like, basically, like, challenging players in the middle of games and shit. This was the zenith of popularity for this man. And then we get Hotline Bling, which actually came out in 2015. It was on the 2016 project. Hotline Bling, massive success. One Dance, Last Controller. Uh, well, actually, One Dance. No, Controller slash um, the, the one with the throne. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Uh, but that one, the one with the throne on it. That Those two came out. And the Controller was, like, massive, obviously. Uh, the throne track. I loved it a lot, but uh, Controller was Controller. 
uh, was it One Dance or the controller? It's one of the two. And then One Dance comes out, or whichever the other one. I think it was One Dance. Huge, obviously. Uh, and then Views comes out. It's fucking not good. I can't tell you. I, I honestly, God, it's like not the worst Rick album. Like I, that's how I quantify it now. After the fact, it wasn't that fucking bad. Looking back, look okay, at this track list. Let me let me pull it up real quick. The the biggest problem is like an hour and it's like thirty minutes, right? Uh, eighty one minutes and fourteen seconds. So it's an hour and twenty one minutes and fourteen seconds. This is the first like really like this feels like a long Drake album, and I think it's also really the first one that really started padding. Uh, track list because it puts Hotline Bling on there, which is fucking atrocity at that point. Again, it's just shit Drake does now all the time, but padding that shit with a, a year long track was fucking inexcusable, it felt like. But there was enough, I thought there was enough good here where you could like be like, okay, this isn't, this isn't too bad. I mean, it's fucking bad, but it's not too bad. You know, I, I think that there's enough singles here where you, yeah, not, not awful. I, I'd give it, looking back at the shit we got since then, I would honestly say it's about 7 out of 10. You know, like, I don't know what the fuck happened. I guess I maybe hit the button some shit. Anyway, for fuck with everything as I was saying. This is we're getting to today. Today I'm looking at a new Drake album. I'm seeing Pussy out there and the rest of this this universe. Dude, Joey Badass push his shit back, bro. What are you doing, bro? You were typing this shit up for fucking months. You gonna let the surprise ass drop kill your shit? I right, listen, man. I know niggas ain't listening to nobody else shit, man. I I know. I know ain't nobody listening to nobody else shit today. I, I get that. And then you got, you got, uh, you got fucking Buddy, um, Logic dropping. God damn, that's some awful cover. I just seen that shit. That's, yo, that, nigga. How does this nigga drop another terrible ass cover art? That shit is terrible. And you can't get like I know niggas gave him the benefit of the doubt, the benefit of the doubt for like three straight days, uh, three four straight days over CLB until they confirmed that like the pregnant chick shit was the default, like the actual one. And niggas was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this nigga?" Niggas was like, "Yo, this shit got to be a joke." Yo, uh, <laughs> that shit got to be a joke. That shit is terrible, dude. Anyway, what's even worse is that Nick Logic's dropping too, so Joey Joey's gonna be in a bad spot if he did drop that shit, but that's a bad look, bro. Joey Joey definitely like listen man, Joey pushed that shit back because of Drake. The thing is like we find out about this shit whenever Drake announced that shit. Joey pushed that motherfucker back already. He had that shit planned out his tweet was seven hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> Industry niggas gonna find about that shit a little bit earlier than that. <laughs> he found about that shit. He got that shit pushed back. Which I'm not even mad about in a vacuum. Like, it's smart to do what he did. The problem is just, like, it's a lack of competition out here, dog. Like, niggas gotta be transparent about with themselves, not us. That nigga saw that Drake was dropping. That nigga said, I'm pushing that shit back. I mean, it's just, it's a bad look, dog. It's a bad look to be, just for that to be the reason why you do that shit, man. It's not a great look, dog. And I would say this about anybody, bro. Kanye tried to match his shit with Drake. And then to the best of our knowledge, man, that nigga Drake fucked with Kanye's uh, drop. That nigga said, you're not dropping the same day as me. That nigga Kanye basically sacrificed a real rollout. 
to Drake, to drop the same day as Drake. You know how fucking like goat that shit is. To say, nigga, fuck competition, fuck all other shit. I know I'm betting this nigga, and I refuse to let this nigga drop Dolo. I'm gonna be right there with that nigga neck, and Drake fuck that nigga shit up, bro. That's competition, bro. That's competition. That's love, right? There. That's adoration for the game. Kanye went on a fucking media tour against the biggest damn name of the past two years in hip hop in 2007 with being at the relative peak of his powers at that point himself, but still going against 50, who had, um, I think, damn near Millie first week off of Get Rich or Die Trying. Generational songs to this day from that damn tr- album. And he went ahead with that nigga and fucked this shit up. Cooked that nigga sales. Damn near did a million first week himself. That's love for the game, bro. You can't push your shit back, dude. You can't, as a as a man, push your shit back because another nigga dropping. I know Joey is a nigga that cares about numbers nowadays. Like the, the presentation of sales matters to that man. He is, in essence, an industry nigga nowadays. I get that shit. But you cannot push a shit back just because you see Drake dropping. You can't be that nigga until you face that nigga. That's basically how the the uh, motto works, the the adage, the dogma, whatever. You got to face a nigga to beat a nigga. And he just pushes shit back. And I think that it's smart business-wise. Logic would a a lot of his conscious, fewer shit up. And a lot of niggas just going to hear some niggas say shit that sounds relevant or whatever shit that they can put in the playlist. Drake to eat all that market share up. And a lot of other... Apparently, like, Westside uh, Bo- Boogie is dropping. Uh, Griselda niggas are dropping. It's going to be a lot of niggas that would eat up some of Joey's, like, lyricism crowd. He's going to be pretty much fucked in between a rock and a hard pause. Um, he's going to be the bad spot. So I get it again, but, like, yo. Niggas got to love the game a little bit, dude. And Joey, you know, love the game like Mitch... You know, I don't think you let a game like Mitch, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm in this shit here. I got nothing else to say. Uh, I wish you niggas well out here, bro. I really do. I really do, man. Can you can you stop, please, playlist? Can you stop playing shit? Not playlist podcast. Podcast pause, please. <laughs>